Welcome to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. As a golfer, now more than ever, you have access to all sorts of swing advice and swing tips, and that can often be confusing and conflicting. This podcast is going to help you cut through all the clutter. You'll understand what really happens in the golf swing based on what we've learned from measuring the very best golfers in the world, but most importantly, how that information can help your swing. And we're going to try to do it all in 15 minutes or less. This episode is brought to you by AMG Plus, the best way to train your swing online. AMG Plus includes our four key training systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and the soon to be released putting system. You also get access to our private forum where Sean and I, along with our other AMG certified instructors, review your swings and check your progress as you move through the checkpoints. To learn more about it, just visit athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash the letters AMG dash PLUS to get started today. It's been a busy couple of weeks for us since we, uh, since we started the new year. We've had a few videos come out that have gotten quite a bit of, uh, of comments on, which is great to see. We've got guys that are they're seeing some information for the first time that they may have never seen before, especially with regards to shallowing the golf club that where we showed some unique images and unique uh, ways of seeing the golf swing that, you know, like when we learn something new, we sometimes we have more questions than we get answers. So we want to take today's podcast and answer a few of our most common questions with regards to our latest pros versus AM shallowing video. And you, you narrow that down to three questions that we got a lot. You want to talk about which ones those are? Yeah. So if you haven't seen the video, go on to YouTube. It's the most recent pros versus Sam's, and it's got over 100,000 views in a hurry just because it's such a popular topic. And I think the three most common questions that we're getting from that video and the information in the video is does – and we'll talk about the tra trail arm basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trail arm. Um, does straightening the arm on the downswing, is that a cast, right? Right. I mean, I can see where people are coming from. We'll, we'll clear that up in a minute. Um, is it better – to not lift your arms at all, kind of put a towel under your right arm so you don't have to lift it at all. Because the arms are lowering. Yeah, because the, the arms are lowering. Good point. So the arms have to lower, so is it easier just to keep them there, mm -hmm. right? And then um, the third one is the supination part of the shallowing motion. Is that going to open the club face so much and we'll get it so open that I, that I can't square it? I think that's kind of the... The three that we've been getting a lot of questions about. Yeah, and you're talking about, like, from your perspective, if you're a right-handed golfer, you're looking at your right hand, supination is just rolling that palm up. Right. right? So we're talking about that right forearm if you're a right-handed golfer, and, you know, that's a shallowing move that we see good players. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we've looked at a lot of wrist graphs. We even got some information from some really good teachers yep. over the years, right? And... um you know, basically, we'll just start with that, with the supination part of it. You know, at address, your right hand is on the club, right? And if you <laughs> hopefully, I hope so. <laughs> if you opened your hand up, that that open palm is facing the flag, basically. Right. You right? kind of a lot of guys will, or a lot of coaches, especially over the years. This is one of those things that's that's you know, it's kind of old school wisdom that still holds true today. Like your right hand, like there's a lot of left hand variation in grips, right? Left hands are all over the place on the club. Everybody's right hand is on there pretty similarly. Like you don't see massively 
over on the top of the club right hands, and you typically don't see under the club right hands for really good players. Yeah, you might have some outliers, but just um, generally speaking, you just kind of have it on there. So if you open your hand up, it pretty much it's kind of where the face is. Look at it like the club ball. face. Yeah. So basically, what what happens in that right hand is it's facing the target at address. Mm -hmm. As you take the club back into the takeaway, and you can kind of mimic this with your own right hand right now. It supinates, meaning it it rolls palm up some to in that kind of classic shake hands position, right to your to your right if you're a right-handed golfer. As it goes into the top, it goes back the other way a little bit, almost like palm starting to face away from you again. Right now, here's where the downswing starts and where a lot of the confusion starts. As the 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 high level high level player starts down, it goes more palm up again. So that's right. that's supination. So palm up, and that is part of the shallowing equation. And that happens pretty late into the downswing. Yeah, it's still doing that fairly late into the downswing until you know down in the midpoint of the downswing, your hand has to get back the other way to square the club face. Right. If you imagine you're hitting the ball with your right hand, and you know just teaching a lot of lessons over the years, that's a hard concept to get people to understand because it. Especially if they've been taught, oh, I got to square the club face really early and kind of twist it closed. Right. And a lot of times when they do that, yeah, they're closing the club face, but at the expense of steepening the club. So that feeling of letting that palm kind of uh, go to the sky, I guess, slightly as you start the downswing is a little disconcerting for a lot of golfers. But it's a key element that we see in these high level players shallow in the club. Yeah, I think that was well described there. And if you just kind of you know, put your arm out in front of you and just visualize it. supination starting, kind of pronating going back, and then supinating coming down, and then, of course, the release with it pronating coming through. You'd be making the movement that most good golfers, especially the tour players that we've seen, make that same movement. And yeah, it, it yeah. works out pretty good. Easy way to remember it is, like, if you're holding a can of soup, that's how you're—that's supination. Yeah. So if you, your, your hand's facing the target. As it goes away, you're holding the can of soup, and then from there— you can take the rest of that information and uh, mess around with it just when you're sitting at your desk. <laughs> I would have said bowl of soup, but holding a can of soup. Can. <laughs> if you don't have can, a bowl. Can of soup. Campbell's. I've eaten soup out of both, actually. So we uh, like we like food I, analogies. I, I have, too. So that was, that was one of the first things that people are confused about. And look, obviously, some of this is hard to explain in a podcast. Go, go watch the video again. We pretty much explain it in, in that video so you can get some clarity. So the second one is the arm lift, right? And we know through gears that golfers lift the arms in the backswing, lower them in the downswing. It's pretty, pretty universal thought. What goes up must come down. Wouldn't work too well if you didn't, didn't lower right, them in the downswing. Right. So <laughs> a lot of golfers have asked us, you know, well, since if I'm going to lower them, why would I lift them? You know, and they'll, they'll like offense often reference the towel under the arms drill. And, you know, if your tendency is to play peekaboo with your arms, meaning just lift the arm straight up to where your head's between your arms <laughs> Uh, you know, then that may be a good thought for you. But by and large, that trail arm that between the elbow and the shoulder needs to come off the rib cage so you can generate some shallowing movements coming down. It's not good for most golfers to feel that arm stay stuck to the rib cage. I'd say very few golfers. That's a, that's a good point. And, you know, uh, a lot of our students, and, and we played sports too, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're, at, we're athletes in other sports, and I played baseball. And, you know, the guys that threw it, the worst or the weakest. They, <laughs> you're, going, you're going to a right field I mean, analogy. Uh, I, I don't, I'm just going to say can't throw it across the infield this time. 
you know. So you would have those guys always had their elbow pinned to their side trying to throw. Well, if if you want a nice trail arm position at the top, which allows you to lose use some lowering to shallow the club, just get your bottom of your trail arm, as you call it your tricep area, level to the ground. Right. And it's the same thing you would do if you picked up a ball and were going to throw it, you'd elevate that arm up in the air to a point where you could get some motion in it. Well, in golf, it goes up, and if you get it up some, it's way easier to shallow the club when it gets up off the rib cage because you have somewhere to go with it to lower it. Now, you get a lot of people, like Mike was just saying, well, why would I do that? That just adds an extra element of motion. Well, taking motion out of the swing a lot of times isn't the best thing in certain mm. in certain circumstances. No, you, you can strip away motion to the point where you, you, now you're just hurting yourself in, in the opposite direction. Like you can, can have too much motion in the swing. You can have too little. Try putting it around the course. Let me know how that goes. Right, right. I mean, when courses are getting long. No one likes to hit it short. So that requires motion to be able to do that. And we hear this a lot, not only with the arms, but also with the idea when we talk about their shift off the ball in the backswing to shift forward. Well, you know, if I'm going to shift forward, why not stay forward and move forward? Because you're losing that dynamic movement. And it's the like, momentum of that. It's like if you go to jump, right, you're going to lower yourself some before you can explode back up. It's not a very good jump if you never lower yourself, even though – you know, like if you're going to jump up and touch a rim, the rim's the target. You can't just go to the rim. you got to go away from the rim to get higher and closer to the rim. So I've been told. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need that uh, that counter movement. Right. Counter movement's a great way to say it. Uh, so in this case, you know, it's the elevation of that trail arm. Like you're going to throw an object that allows the part of the, the lowering that assists in the shallowing. And uh, when I show people this, especially if they've been over the top, like, well, I think it's going to make my over the top worse because my arms are up in the right. air. And then they realize, oh, I've got all this extra room to lower these arms down behind me a little more um, to help me assist with getting a better swing path and not coming over the top. But a lot of times the ones that come in that have been trying to pin their trail arm to their body in the, in the mm. name of simplicity mm-hmm are the worst offenders of over the top because the arm doesn't have anywhere to go down, so it goes out toward the target line. So, again, in golf, it's a lot of times the opposite of what you would think needs to happen so true. To, to make an improvement in, in the motion you're making. Because you're, you're going to ramp, you're going to try to get speed from somewhere, right? That lowering part produces a lot of speed, and it gives you time to build up a lot of speed. If there's no lowering, the hands are often going to go out. You've seen that arm wrestling type movement guys who do this a lot. No, I've never seen a long drive guy with a towel under his arms. I will say that. that Very true, right? And, you know, if you're hitting pitch shots and you're hitting 50-yard shots, Perfect. it's not a big deal because there's you're not trying to apply power to those shots. But when you're trying to develop stock swings, you're trying to swing faster and you want to shallow the club better and, and those sorts of things, allow yourself some, some counter movement. Film yourself, though. So what you feel you may be doing may be totally different than what you're actually doing and your feels will adjust to what your real is, that's when you'll play your best golf. Don't take pride in the sense that, well, I feel like I'm doing this and you're doing the exact opposite because if you're a practicer, you will eventually start doing what you feel and then that had better be right or could be sideways. Absolutely correct. That's another podcast we can do about practicing. It's like film yourself so you actually can see what you're doing and see what that compares like to what your feels are. And to me, that's the, how you learn to yeah. improve. So the last one, and this is one we get just in general when we talk about not only, you know, lag or shallowing or anything kind of downswing related is, 
we showed how the arm lowers, right? We just talked about that and how the arm straightens. Now, that's different than saying the arm gets straight in the downswing. It does not, should not get straight, but the arm does straighten. You don't want to hold elbow bend into the downswing. Yeah, exactly. And anytime we show somebody this, like, hey, okay, the arm, let's say it's it's up off the body, right? The movement almost feels like a, you're, you're using a yo-yo. Right. Right? You're, you're lowering that arm. Now, Again, what Mike said, as soon as I show people that, they're like, oh, that's a cast. Well, interestingly enough, in golf, it, people associate the lowering of the arm with the whole wrist and the club and everything. Right, right. I can lower that arm and let the elbow start to unfold kind of a little bit in, down into the downswing without uncocking the, the wrist. So you don't have to cast when you lower the arm. In fact, if you do it right, you'll hang on to more lag, which is, again, another counterintuitive piece of this equation <laughs> basically i just am thinking of the old seinfeld episode where george you know typical george struggling so he's gonna he just started to do the opposite of every instinct he had and he got the girl he got a better job got a better apartment like he just his world turned around that's very true in golf that's um, really funny i need to go back and watch that <laughs> it sounds like a george thing but what you're talking about with casting, it's so interrelated with the arm lowering part. Because if you if your arm goes up in the backswing, just like normal looking backswing, and you just straighten your elbow from there, everything goes out and away, right? That's yeah. prototype casting. Yeah, that's like throwing a spear or something. Exactly, don't do exactly. That. And if you do that straightening move, and again, it's never going to get straight. It typically has 10 to 15 degrees more bended impact than you started with an address. So they're straightening, but it's still going to be some degree of bent coming down. But if you hold that elbow bend, now, okay, to get the club in the ground, I'm going to have to do a crazy amount of side bending, which for most of you listening to this, that's going to mean your shoulders are not going to turn very well and your chest is going to turn well. So now you're going to be coming into impact with closed shoulders, really side bend, and you get a lot of uh, fats, and then you're going to have to start moving the wrist weird, and it's just going to create a chain reaction that you don't want to deal with all for the sake of trying to hold lag. Lag is more in the wrist. It's not, that's elbow lag. You don't want elbow lag. Exactly. No, that, that, that's correct. And letting that arm lower, reconnect to the body. You know, the upper arm reconnects to the body. The elbow starts straightening out. If you do that correctly, do it slowly. At first, you're going to want to un unfold everything. Right, right. You're just, your brain hasn't put two and two together that you can unfold the elbow and still maintain maintain uh, the wrist angle. It reminds me too of when we teach the leg motion. I was given a lesson the other day and I said, okay, you know, in the downswing, straighten your left leg and bend your right leg. Hmm. Well, every single time, and I see it all the time, they straighten both legs. Yes. It, yes. It's, it's a learned skill to move one joint and let the other one do the opposite or not do anything. People want to do things with both. So the same with the arm. When the arm unfolds, everyone wants to cast their wrist as well. It doesn't need to work like that. But you do need to practice it slowly until your brain kind of figures out, oh, I see. I can lower that arm and still have the wrist cocked back with the classic lag look. Yeah. that's um, Again, if, if some of this is hard to visualize, hop on YouTube and check out the video. I think, you know, once listening to this and then once seeing the images – because we show them in a very unique way that everybody can relate to. Um, I think the light bulb will start to go off. And, you know, 
pay attention to when we use, when we say straightening that it's not straight end or locked or locked right or held like the pay attention to the words being used and you know apply them literally in many cases and then again be like George do the opposite of what you think if your instincts aren't working right now go ahead and give yourself some freedom to do the opposite of that and you'll be surprised at what you fi find for feels and for what it looks like when you record yourself Exactly. And, and it might feel really crazy at first, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's usually the, a good thing. And the next day, it's not going to feel as crazy. Right. And the next day, and then when the feels and the reels match up, like Tiger always said, that's mm -hmm. you start playing some of your best golf. So um, I guess that kind of covers the three main questions we've had mm -hmm. about that video. It's gotten a lot of views. It's been really popular. Please go over and check it out. If you like it, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. It helps us, helps us a lot and allows us to help more golfers.